Welcome to Waypointers, the podcast for agency and tech leaders designed to bring you the best insight, advice, and discussion from the leading lights within the agency and technology landscape. Produced by Waypoint Partners, this podcast equips technology and agency leaders with the tools to overcome the unique challenges they face to increase value and turbocharge business growth. Every episode brings together industry pioneers and our own in-house specialists on growth advisory and M&A to share illuminating conversations that will help your agency or tech business reach its full potential. You can subscribe to Waypointers on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Amazon Music. I hope you enjoy this episode of Waypointers. Hello, everyone. It's Phil Gripton here once again with you on the episode of Waypointers. I'm particularly excited today to be talking to Dan Chalton, who is the CEO and co-founder of Goa Marketing. Now, Goa, if you don't know them, are a specialist paid media martech player who have challenged the world of paid search, bringing innovative smart technology and algorithms to root out the value and remove the wastage in paid search campaigns for some of the world's largest brand advertisers. So Dan's been knee-deep in the world of paid search since the early noughties, beginning with 192 Business Services, working with several specialist marketing agencies through his time, including Greenlight and Forward 3D, as well as contracting in the networks with time with Essence, OMD, PhD, and Omnicom. I've had the pleasure of knowing Dan and Goa for a few years now, and I think that the investments they've made in the technology are likely to come good in 2023. But enough of the intro already, Dan. Welcome to Waypointers. Thank you very much for having me on, Phil. It's great to be on the Waypointers podcast. Uh, You've had some fantastic guests, so I'm very much looking forward to the conversation. Uh, It's always been a pleasure to talk to you. It's nearly three years now of high-octane chat, hasn't it? So what are we going to talk about? Well, I think for me, going into 2023, we've got a bit of a perfect storm that's sort of gathering where we've got the difficult economic climate combining with the imperative for brands and advertisers to drive the most cost-effective digital acquisition. At the same time, we've got the advertising platforms, Google, changing their strategies, their tactics, and some of the technology. So brands have got to win digitally as traditional non-digital routes aren't as lucrative as they used to be and are slightly more costly and cumbersome. All brand advertisers must get the best bang for their marketing buck. Wastage becomes the anathema. It's all about time compression and about optimized conversion. They're all critical things these days. But then there's this added complication. The big ad platforms are not having it as easy as they used to. So they're changing their technology. They're changing their strategy. And they're making things different such that they can be successful. And actually, I heard an interesting stat the other day which might kick us off, which is 60 to 70% of marketing is now digital. That's what we're going to be covering. So, Dan, as you've been working in this area so long and, and paid search arena is yours, you know it intimately and you've witnessed a lot of changes. Tell me, what's happening in this in the space now and how do you think it's going to impact the advertisers? Well, like you said, Phil, the, the space is changing at an unprecedented rate. The Google products have weekly changes that impact your tactics. Uh, this is supposedly under the guise of simplification, but it's actually just becoming a lot more complicated. So I was going to take you through a few examples here. Sure. I will throw some search acronyms around, but I'll do my best to explain why you as a business or marketing leader should really start to care about this right now. So yeah, we probably need to start with Performance Max. So this is the new campaign format from Google where you can buy all of their inventory in one place. Mm. So paid search, YouTube, display, Gmail ads, um, and more can be bought all in one campaign. So Google will continue to roll this or a similar format out, 
And my prediction is that in the not too distant future, you won't be able to buy paid search on Google without buying all of the other formats. Mm. So this makes perfect sense for Google as a business. If you want access to the most powerful and effective direct response format ever created, then you probably need to buy some of our lower quality inventory. So practitioners are, are, are up in arms about this. If I'm honest, I'd definitely do it if I owned Google. I mean, it'd be a fantastic thing if I did, but <laughs> it makes perfect sense for them as a business. Okay. So I've got a few examples of really why you should care though. So one of the big ones is you have performance marketing, which is you know all about driving those sales, is very much being blended with brand. Um, so people don't really realize this. There's a huge, you know, there's usually two two camps in marketing, and they're being very much forced together by Google, which is one of the biggest players, of course. Mm -hmm. Another really big one, which we've seen so many examples of, is Google is now creating ads for you. Right. So they automate creative creation and it hasn't gone past the, the sign-off process. So this could cause big legal ramifications in the future. Ultimately, if Google is creating your creative for you and that's being shown, you've signed T's and C's that say you are culpable, you are responsible. And ultimately that could cause a lot of problems for you as a business. Wow. What we're also seeing as well is you don't really get much insight to what works and what doesn't work. So this is one of the things that really made paid search and all the digital channels work well is you could have a really good visibility and where you were wasting money, where you were performing best. So that's really going as well. I mean, even Facebook, or sorry, I should say Meta, it, you know, it lets you get these insight, a few more insights now than these new products from Google. Right, okay. So this severe lack of insight and control goes against what Google Ads has been as a product, how it grew to be a dominant advertising power. It powered businesses to control their marketing. Automation is one of the many terms that's thrown around a lot, but I think people often don't understand what it, what it is they're trying to achieve. So therefore the automation can go haywire. So we recently saw an advertiser pay 700 pounds for one click that didn't drive any revenue. So that's 700 pounds just wow. for one single click. So taking that into the real world, it's like paying someone 700 pounds to walk into your shop for 10 seconds and walk out immediately after. Big question, is that valuable to you as an advertiser? Wow, that's unbelievable. So, so, uh, and that's because you have less visibility of what's actually good, bad, and indifferent now than uh, the way in which Google have changed the tools. Exactly that. And there's just so many more levers, so many more things that you have to pull to make sure that those things don't happen. Mm -hmm. um, and they just slip past people. In the past, I guess, lots of people would have other ways of kind of making sure that things work well. So they, they might do, you know, they've got their analytics, they've got various bits of testing, etc. How else can people kind of see their way through this sort of stuff then if, if it's becoming less visible? Well, that's a very good question. I mean, there's, you know, obviously amazing Marketech products out there that can help them do that. Of course. But ultimately, their team needs to be up, up, up to date with everything that's happening within Google. Mm -hmm. You just have to be on top of it. And, you know, if you think about a head of growth, a head of performance, Google Ads and Search is just one of their many channels. And they're all, they're all changing at a similar rate. So mm. if you look at Meta, Meta's constantly changing. TikTok and Amazon, they're all changing, modifying their approach. Mm -hmm. And it's very tough. You know, I, I personally wouldn't want to be looking after multiple channels in that respect because it's so easy for things to go haywire and go completely mm -hmm. out of control. Google are so large and have been so dominant in this space for so long that there's a lot of people have been in their careers in, in the paid uh, media environment, have been schooled by Google, learned from Google, and over time have become kind of dependent and whatever on Google. So they've drank the Kool-Aid a little bit. They're used to working that way. So how are they going to suddenly start questioning that and then maybe finding it a different way through if, if that's the way they're being conditioned? Yeah, so I mean, it's a very good point. It's very hard to go against the advice from, from Google. They, they do have some excellent advice. But I mean, there's another really interesting new ad format. So um, it's called RSAs or responsive search ads. So mm -hmm. ultimately, what you're saying to, in this situation is you're saying to Google, you find the best possible advert for my audience. 
you're you're giving Google up to I think up to thirty two thousand variations to to find the right ad, and actually a lot of the time you kind of know what it is. Right. Um, so a really good example of this how it can go wrong. Uh, one of our clients was running a fifty percent off sale, mm-hmm. um, and Google decided that the fifty percent off messaging wasn't effective, so they showed it to one percent of the people searching for that product. So one percent of the people got shown the fifty percent off messaging. We, we said, look, you need to take control of this and say, do this, Google, because we know it works. Make sure everyone sees that messaging and performance went through the roof. Because, of course, you know, a sale is effective. Mm. Performance goes through the roof in a, in a sale. And, you know, ultimately, the, the human brain at the moment <laughs> is still the most powerful computer for lateral thinking, linking multiple data sets. So, you know, make sure you use it. Another example is with that particular 32,000 variations. If you ran, say, for example, a test to looking for a good sample size, uh, it would take you over a thousand years to get there if you were actually leaving it to a statistical significance, which is clearly not possible. So as with all machine learning and anything like this, you do need to give it clear guidance to get the best results. Right. OK, so it's not just a case of uh, fire and forget then. You do have to intervene with this thing. Yeah, you, you just sort of give it the best possible guidelines. So a good example, I'm sure you've seen one of the million and one chat GPT LinkedIn posts. So people will be talking about this is the best thing that you need to, to ask ChatGPT to get to your end result. The computers are, you know, they are improving. So take, for example, Google's natural language processing or NLP. Mm-hmm. So effectively, the computer saying this is what your people is trying to link language and make things happen from that respect. But, you know, we've got multiple examples that showing that it's just not completely to be trusted. It will do an excellent job and definitely lean on it and use it. But again, just give it very clear guidelines. One particular type is making sure that you just show the right ads to the person who's searching with this thing on Google. We've seen it usually improves your return on investment by 20 to 40%. If you take your cost of customer acquisition or your ROI and improve that by 20 to 40%, mm-hmm. what would that do to your business? Yeah. And yeah, if you're a large advertiser, we're talking about millions of pounds here. The numbers are so big here, aren't they? That's the thing. If you're a large advertiser, the spend you have is big. So therefore, small percentage change or large percentage changes can be significant, right? Yeah, absolutely. And with it, I've, I've been trying to find an analogy since starting Goa. So the best one I've got so far is, you know, in the automotive business. So you have Google would be the manufacturer, the dealer, the servicer and the MOT provider, but they don't provide you breakdown cover. Right. <laughs> so if you're not careful, you're going to give them a blank check and they will decide how to spend your money. Again, we're very much pro Google. It's a fantastic, a fantastic engine. It's a fantastic place to acquire customers. But you do need to be careful because otherwise you will, your budgets will balloon and you will be overspending in all the wrong areas. Okay, interesting. So I guess that leads into my next question then. So, you know, as you're alluding to there, the market's changing. It's becoming even more complex. You know, there's a whole kind of series of things changing. You mentioned it going at a very dynamic space. You know, we've got cookie-less future pending. We've got OptiScore out there. We've got things happening with user-generated content and TikTok and Meta and all these things are changing. So what does that mean for the core paid search campaign? You know, is PPC still what it's going to be and, and, and what's going to become super important? I mean, core PPC is still there, but it is changing. So for that, the the very short answer is you should hand over some control, but not all of it. But mm-hmm. as you know, with me, Phil, it's hardly ever short uh, a short answer. <laughs> uh, so key things to do. So make sure you question everything, test and learn. Uh, make sure if it's a major investment area and it could have a major impact to your business, test it, question it, sort of try it out in a smaller scale before rolling it out. Other things to do is take advantage of these new products. So be an early adopter, but make sure you test it. So, for example, Performance Max, it is working very well for some advertisers and it is not working well at all for others. Mm. We we saw a high street retailer moved across from 
Google Shopping, Smart Shopping, that actually it reduced their ROI from that channel by 20% and they invest 50 million a year in that area. So when we asked them, why did you move across and why did, did you test it? They just didn't have an answer to it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's very much question things. Don't just move to it. And, and, you know, as with all advertising, whatever the advertising medium, the creative you serve to that audience is essential. So the advert that you're showing to those people is it very much an essential thing. So the action or the feeling that you want the consumer to have from that ad is essential to show how they'll interact with your brand. So, for example, within paid search, mm-hmm. you need to make sure that you're focusing in on the initial targeting to make sure you show the right ads to the right person at the right time. Really give the creative a lot of attention because it is usually your biggest lever. People usually ignore it and say, oh, yeah, you know, just if you don't have an ad copy testing plan in place, your team is really missing out. Um, and finally, the landing page or the step to conversion is always worth reviewing. But ultimately, it's how people interact with you. Um, so I've got a really good example of that, of this, mm-hmm. actually. If it's really hard to buy your products, then people won't bother. So one of the things uh, due to Goa's runaway success is I wanted to open up another business bank account with a high street bank. So first off, I couldn't find out where to apply. The sign up process took forever. After signing up, the validation process was a nightmare. And finally, there was just so much bureaucracy that I just gave up. So, I mean, given that experience, I don't know how they're in business, but I really, really wanted to open an account and I really, really tried to, but I gave up after three full days of my wasted time. I just, I couldn't give it any more time. Ultimately, with your investment in media, if someone has a vested interest in you spending a lot more on your advertising, then always question their feedback and their motivation behind the suggestions. That's not specific to marketing. You know, obviously you should do this as with any major investment, you know, as an individual, uh, as an employee, business owner or anything else. You know, it's ultimately what what's in it for them. Why are they giving me this advice? But make sure you do ask those questions. But, you know, do take help, try things out, explore, and you can get some fantastic results. Okay, so let's let's talk about that then. So in terms of big brand advertisers, what can they do in order to ensure that they're not taking huge risks with large advertising budgets? Uh, what proactive actions can they take? What sort of processes should they be introducing? What enabling technologies could they use to help them such that their only option isn't to spend less? Because in an economic situation like this, a lot of people just say, oh, pull, it, pull your horns in, don't spend as much. They still have to sell stuff. So in that case, what could a big brand advertiser be doing in order to, to optimize their year ahead? I mean, there's, yeah, there's lots of different things. I think, I think usually where we see the biggest area of it falling down is you need someone engaging with your paid search investment that understands both the sort of the bottom level tactics available, but then also the higher level business and marketing strategy. So usually it's one or the other. So mm-hmm. they either understand the strategy or they don't understand paid search or the reverse or mm-hmm. a bit of both. And, and getting those things right, it of course, makes a huge difference. I think the key thing is as well as having a, a tried and tested list of things to do. So we have a you know, name TBC, but we've got something called like a testing Bible that okay. we have internally mm-hmm. that we consult for all of our clients. And, and they make these things just work time and time again. So we've just done an example of that recently was with Melee. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just about to publish this case study. So our testing drove a revenue uplift of 103% with a 55% improvement to RAS. So doubled their revenue and improve their efficiency by 55%. So that was a a few tried and tested tactics that we put. But the the key thing was, is we talked to them about their strategy Mm -hmm. and we looked at what their strategy was, what the business was doing, tying it into all of that. 
And, you know, those, of course, the transformational results. And again, coming back to the creative, so controlling the ad message rather than relying solely on automation, that reduced a large advertiser's brand CPA by 9%. So, you know, large brand advertisers spending phenomenal amounts of money on their brand mm-hmm. and, you know, 9% improvement there can really, really help. Or, or another really good one as well was ad copy testing is I'm always banging on about ad copy testing mm-hmm. and it's just such a critical thing. So if you're not hearing about this within your business, you really are missing out. So a really good example was we ran three rounds of ad copy testing with a client that lowered it the CPA by 19%. That mm-hmm. wasn't an unoptimized account uh, and it was Amazon. So we helped Amazon drop their CPA by 19% and you can see those results on our website. So you've talked about some of the things that people should be looking at, focusing on, etc. 2023 looks like it's going to be an interesting time for you guys in that, you know, you're using algorithmic approaches, you know, with all this, this stuff about AI and chat GPT and all that sort of stuff. You guys have developed technology that allows you to algorithmically optimize things. So in this perfect storm, what, what, are, you, what are you guys going to be doing in 2023? Who are you going to be working with? What sort of things do you think you're going to be spending your time doing? And who do you think is going to be, you know, future customers of Goa? Well, I mean, yeah, we're very lucky. We've already got some great household brands as clients. We've had a lot of success over the last few years. So mm-hmm. we're in a position to take a next step. So we've recently added a chief experience officer who's helping our clients deliver case study worthy results. Okay. So really helping people understand how to get the best out of Google. Uh, I think that's been a really, really positive improvement. Um, we've also brought on a CMO in 2022 to help us get a deeper understanding of our clients' pain points okay. to how using Goa can be transformational for them, not just like a cool tool in their optimization toolkit. Mm-hmm. And these sort of fresh pairs of eyes really helped us see how much of a no-brainer the tool has become for advertisers. So people will be hearing a lot more about us in 2023. So we're doing a lot of webinars, Q&As. Platform has been never been more cost effective in terms of the uplift it drives or the improvements it drives. I definitely can try and be doing a lot more speaking slots to explain to people why they really should care about these these mediums and why they can make such a big difference to their business. Mm. It's interesting. I was talking to somebody the other day about they currently are, are offering a, an offer in the market, which is all about getting the best bang for your buck from marketing. Uh, they they ran a, a webinar and they, they got a thousand registrations to come to a webinar just about that because at the moment, everybody needs to make sure they're optimizing every penny. So I can absolutely mm. see that if you've got something which is, is going to make things more efficient, it's going to drive out uh, wastage, it's got to be a popular choice in an economic downturn. It's a very interesting time with inflation the way it is and you know consumer confidence and cost of living, all these sort of things. It's definitely a good time to be making sure that you're getting a bang for your buck from your uh, investments. The, the listenership of, of our podcast here is very much kind of agency owners, leaders, founders, and, and technology leaders. So in terms of if you're going to give three personal predictions for what you think is going to change in the search market in 2023, and importantly then, what would make you a winner rather than a loser in that race if, you, if you're involved in it? Give us your view. What would be the top three things you think are going to be uh, relevant? Yeah, so taking this up a level from tactics for a moment, let's see the new dynamics of businesses are reacting to recession in relation to their marketing. Um, I think we're in a recession. I don't know. Very, very on the edge if we're not in currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the performance marketers are a bit immune from the pressures because, you know, even our content or SEO colleagues, when the budget comes in, you know, budget cuts come in, there they will be certain points as well there. So, you know, it stands to reason we're a sort of cost per sale, less spend, less sales, but in a recession, growth isn't always a priority. So survival is. So people who've never had to really defend a strong account really need to. Uh, and they're not necessarily equipped for this. So it'll probably be exacerbated by a trend away from attribution as seen in biasing towards performance marketing and doing a lot more things like mixed media modeling or MMM. There'll be a few points around that. But it's, yeah, it'd be, it's going to be a very interesting time to see how that all is impacted. 
Second point would be, as I pointed earlier, there's a lot of new tools being flung around. You know, lots of scary things happening to search results. We've even seen some senior marketing people accidentally changing, you know, search campaigns. Ultimately, some of these tools become indispensable, but let's really not forget how powerful Google advertising is. It's mm -hmm. a critical part of the mix. But, you know, there will be enough shiny rope to hang ourselves with if we don't mitigate our dependency on them. Mm -hmm. And then the third and final one would be along the sort of recessional pressure and the changes to SA360 and all these other points. There's, of course, ChatGPT, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. So at least here we're on positive ground. So while... While the content people sort of run around like the world is on fire and everyone creates a thousand LinkedIn carousel on prompts, the certain paid search people will be using it to make the admin side of the job quicker from you know, Excel formulas to pixel event tracking to ideation of ad copy. It's, it's really exciting to see some of these things coming along and that combined with good optimization software will make people much more effective. I think I saw a really good one the other day was, you know, chat GPT won't take your job but someone using chat GPT will. Right. We're a long way away from the singularity. Machines still need to be given very tight guidelines to work within. Mm -hmm. You can't just sort of leave it to run and it will absolutely transform your business and your results. But it, it really can empower people. So I guess we're sort of entering the age of the cyborg, is it? I don't really yeah. know exactly what it is, but ultimately use, you investigate these tools. Some of them are great, some of them are absolute garbage, mm -hmm. and, uh, but just do give them, give them a go and see how they can augment your work. Yeah, I think, you know, seeing seeing the uh, level of interest in ChatGPT since since the uh, beginning of the year seems to have exploded. Clearly, we've seen some significant investment going into that from Microsoft. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that and how that then transpires into the Bing environment. I guess this is it. As you said at the beginning of this, the world is changing at a hell of a pace. And it all of a sudden seems to have been sort of shot with steroids. Um, and it's going to go even faster and faster. So, yeah, good advice and guidance to make sure that you are looking at that. But I guess that goes back to what you said originally, which is don't just trust everything outright. Make sure you're testing. Make sure you're making sure you don't kind of take the Kool-Aid too much. You always make sure that it does what you want for you. Otherwise, you could end up in a situation where you've kind of handed the keys to somebody else and uh, it doesn't work for you. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, you should be making those decisions. You should be absolutely using the new Google tools. You should absolutely be investing significant portion of your marketing budget into Google. It's fantastic. It does some amazing, get some amazing results, but also just keep a close eye on what you're actually doing. My final question then for the day, and I'm going to surprise you a bit with this one, see how you handle this one. As we said, the world's changing. There's lots going on. We've got to make sure we get the best bang for our buck. When an agency are approaching their customers right now, how are they going to have a different conversation to the ones they've been having for, for years now? How, how are they going to bring more value to their, their customers in the world of paid search? How's that going to happen right now? I mean, I think it's a great time for an agency to be approaching advertisers. It's very hard to keep on top of all of these changes. And ultimately, if you have a team of experts who are all working together, they're all collaborating, they're all sharing ideas, and you have a really strong test and learn culture within your business, then you know, you're going to really stand out and you can be able to provide extra uh, uplift ideas, helping people remain relevant. Yeah, so like I said earlier, if you think how many plates the head of performance is spinning in a, inside a brand when they're actually in-house, it must be an absolute nightmare. Take, for example, I mean, the amount of times I've heard people say, oh, yeah, we'll just in-house paid search and sure, we'll just do that. And it's not it's not an easy task. Ultimately, you need to find a fantastic leader to be able to lead the team who understands the discipline that you're looking to, you know, to leverage. You then need to be able to find good practitioners to work on it. You then need that team to remain relevant and to be up to date with what's happening. 
so you know where where do you get the advice from obviously that's a great shoe hoarding in for goa but ultimately <laughs> as an in-house team you know it's very quick to to, to be out of date uh, whereas an agency you know things are constantly changing you're being challenged by clients pretty much all of my background before starting goa was in agencies so it's definitely i think it's a good time for agencies it will be it's going to be tough for all businesses but i think with all businesses struggling or being up against it I think it's a great time for market-leading agencies to really make a difference. Okay, good. In summary then, from what I think I've heard from you today, and, and see if I've got this right, what you seem to be seeing is that the, the economic climate actually is a good opportunity for people who do paid search well, because it's still one of the most cost-effective channels, and it's still a great way. You know, more and more people are interacting digitally, so you, but you've got to be good at it. I also heard you say that this is about not just going with everything that all the technology is telling you to make sure you've got a kind of healthy skepticism uh, and a healthy way of testing things and learning from that and not being able to offer something that's much more valuable. And then finally, the other point was, then make sure that you're talking about the value you bring. If you're saving the money or you're driving uplift, make sure that's the part of the communication you're making because that's actually what people buy. They don't actually buy paid search as a service. They buy the results that it delivers. Is, Is that a fair summary? Absolutely. Yeah. And on that third point, that is in some ways the foot should be the first point it's critical particularly for agencies showing the value and that's that's why you need that strong test and learn culture to be constantly coming up with new ideas and new ways to really push the performance dan thanks very much for coming on today and sharing with us all you're thinking on that uh, i'm sure that's been fascinating for everybody who's been listening it certainly has for me it'll be interesting to see at the end of 23 when we look back at it and see whether or not some of the things that we've suggested here might have transpired anyway it's been fantastic having you on thanks again for sharing your time and your insights with us Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for listening to Waypointers. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more from agency and tech leaders, please subscribe to Waypointers on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Amazon Music. This podcast is brought to you by Waypoint Partners, a leading global growth and M&A advisory firm specializing in the creative and tech agency sectors. For bespoke advice on growing your agency or tech business, please visit waypointpartners.co.uk and follow Waypoint Partners on social media.